0: hey everyone i'm carolyn and i'm tiffany and you're listening to another episode of the disney download here at the disney download we'll be discussing the latest disneyland news along with sharing park tips and tricks plus we'll be sharing our opinions on everything in the disney universe so get ready to have some fun Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Disney Download. We are very excited today because of course we have lots of fun Disney news for you all um, as we do every week and in addition to that, this week we're going to be talking about fine dining at Disneyland and our thoughts on all of that. So let's get started with the news. Um, The first piece of news that we have this week is that This week, the new Tomorrowland entrance concept art was revealed for Disneyland. Um, This is part of Project Stardust, which is um, just a big renovation that Disneyland is going under um, with a big number of, like, different attractions and, like, areas. So they're going to get different enhancements to continue to deliver a world-class guest experience. So we're really excited about that. Uh, With Tomorrowland, Imagineers wanted to open up this space and improve access um, into the land. And at the same time, they wanted to maintain its overall complexion. So they wanted to keep the trees and the planters and stuff like that. So in the rendering, guests will soon get to enter Tomorrowland as a widened pathway instead of what it used to be, more narrow. And it's going to have elliptical planters that are filled with swirls of colorful flowers. So that'll be really cool. And that should be coming in 2020. So we'll see. Oh, It already
1: feels so much nicer there. Like when you walk past Tomorrowland, I do kind of miss the French fries, but it just already feels like so much more spacious and nice and not as like crowded and congested.
0: (laughs) When you said that, I was like, what French fries? Do they have French fries over there? Yeah, the the
1: French fry rocks.
0: They look like French fries. Yeah, Yeah.
1: they do. (laughs) That's what someone called them and it just stuck in my head. (laughs) Um, But I'm very excited to see it at this final, like, state of completion whenever this happens in 2020 because it's already really, really nice. Um, and also, as a part of that whole beautification that is happening to Disneyland, uh, we talked a little bit a couple weeks ago about how Snow White's Scary Adventures is also going to go under, undergo an extensive renovation, and we got some more details on that. So they are going to be adding a new Happily Ever After ending. If you're not familiar with the ride, it currently ends with the witch dying and then falling off the cliff, and then the ride just abruptly ends. So I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, In addition to that, the new enhanced story details are going to include all new scenes that include Snow White waking up after her deep sleep and being reunited with her animal friends with a shimmering castle in the distance. And Imagineers are also going to be implementing state-of-the-art audio and visual technologies throughout the attraction. This includes new music, new LED black lighting, laser projections, and a new animation system. And the exterior is going to get a nice refresh as well to complement the nearby Sleeping Beauty's castle. So I think this is all great. I was actually riding Alice in Wonderland this past weekend and thinking about how great it was. They've got all the animation in there, and I can't wait to see these updates on Snow White. I think it's going to be amazing.
0: Yeah, me too. I'm really excited for that. Um, The next piece of news we have this week is that the new Mulan trailer came out and I'm so excited about (laughs) it. Um, What were your thoughts on it, Carolyn?
1: I am beyond excited. I like the animated version of Mulan. It's, I don't know why it's not in my like favorite favorites, but I always like it when I watch it. But for some reason I really feel like I'm going to like this retelling of it um, and the interpretation of it. It just looks like it's gonna have a lot of heart and a lot of emotion and a lot of just like, oh, like kick buttness. It's just, oh, it's just so good. I got, I got like full body chills when I was watching the trailer between the music and just how they're setting up the story. And I'm excited to see the new addition of, I guess, like a witch character, which is also like a female. And I definitely think they're pushing like that kind of like aspect of it in terms of strong female characters. So I'm really, really interested to see the take on it, even if it doesn't include I'll make a man out of you and Mushu.
0: Yeah, I thought that was interesting that they brought in the witch character. I also had heard a rumor um that Mulan wasn't going to go into it pretending to be a man. Um, but it kind of looks like she did. Um and I think that's part of the whole story of Mulan. So I would have been really surprised if they didn't do that. Um, So that was, like, interesting. I saw that the rumor was not true completely. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I'm also excited, interested about the witch. Uh, And it looks really good. I think I'm going to cry. I always do. Oh, I think I'm going to cry a lot.
1: I already got so sobby when we were at D23 and we saw – it's the footage in the trailer of when they come and they're like, we need a – son from each household Uh, and he's like i have no sons only two daughters and just how proudly the dad says that i was already a freaking mess and it was only the uh, first like probably in the first 10 minutes of the movie but i'm like oh gosh this one's gonna make me just like lose my freaking mind um but no i'm glad i never heard that rumor about Mulan going into it, just being herself. but I, I might I have like...
0: misunderstood what I heard, because someone said, oh, they didn't try to hide that she was a woman. So I took that to be, like, they never, like, she didn't go in pretending to be a man. But I, that might have been, like, what someone took from it, seeing that, like, she had her hair down. So, like, oh. but I was oh, like, yeah. oh, really? Like, what the heck?
1: Yeah, maybe from the poster, because it is very much the probably end scene Mulan with her hair down versus up in the, can it kind look like a guy? Um, but no, it definitely looks like they're doing that in the in the movie. So very excited about that. Uh, and then our next piece of news is we now have a new official color trend at the park. It is Belle of the Ball Bronze. And I think we have some, I don't know if they're controversial opinions, but what do we think about this color tip?
0: Right. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It like it's not my favorite. I initially saw the Spirit jersey and I was like, oh, I think I want that when I saw it in a picture. Um, and then I kept looking at the rest of the collection, and I'm just like not a fan of black and brown together. And then I saw the Spirit jersey in person, and I don't love it. So that's gonna be a no for me. Yeah, I wish it was more of like. A bronzy bronze.
1: I feel like it's a very brownish, muddy Mm -hmm. bronze. And I just, I don't love it. And you all can judge me real hard, but when I texted, I think, Kif, the first time I saw it, I said, it looks like poop. Like, (laughs) literally, my face became the poop emoji. I was like, what is this? It's not, it's, it's really not like terrible. I just, again, I'm the same as Tiff. I love, like, those deep brown colors and bronzes because I'm not a huge gold fan. I definitely prefer silver and bronze. But this one just seems too brown for me. And I kept seeing people, like, with them in the park. And it was one of those things that's, like, I really wish I could love these and love these ears more. But there's something about it that I just don't, I just don't love as much. And maybe they'll do a more, like, coppery bronze yeah And the I, really like, like, I feel like that would be really pretty like a really yeah nice.
0: I know I I really liked the Arendelle aqua I thought that was like a good decision but the mm-hmm. belt bronze like I guess the spirit is okay like we were looking at the leggings and those were not those aren't too bad those are kind of cute but uh the ears just are too dark of a brown
1: yeah, I feel like it's it's not, whereas, like, the Arendelle Aqua is a very cohesive color, like, everything yeah. looks like it fits, whereas I feel like the color for the bronze, like, varies, like, on the jersey, like, the bottom is very, like, it's actually very, like, I like kind of, like, the glittery part of it, but then, like, when you look at the jersey in person, it's, it's like, the Disneyland stuff kind of, like, speckled, and I do like the legging color as well, but that's more of that bronzy color, and then it's, more brown when you get to the ears and the, the bags and maybe it was just too hard to make it consistent but it feels like the color is more kind of all over the place with the bronze as opposed to the aqua or the pinks where it feels like more of a consistent color tone which I think might be why I don't love it is because it's not yeah. like I feel like it's hard to pair all of it together because you're like wait that's bronze that's brown and then there's like an ornament that looks orange so I'm just just not sure what color we're going for here
0: um that's all of our news for today um we're going to be jumping in to talk about fine dining at disneyland uh right after the break all right guys we are back from our break and we are going to talk to you all about
1: fine dining at disneyland So, fine dining is something that we don't do too, too often because it is on the pricier side, but it is a really fun thing to do for special occasions. So, anniversaries, birthdays, um, if you want to have, like, a romantic dinner with your significant other and you save up and you want to have a really great, just, like, nice, fancier experience – In Disneyland and some of the resorts nearby we are going to talk to you all about those fine dining options now where you can find them how much are your price points and what you can expect in terms of food
0: yeah so the first one we're going to talk about is the Blue Bayou and so this one is located in New Orleans Square in Disneyland that is the restaurant where you eat basically inside of Pirates of the Caribbean and as people go down the ride uh, they can see you eating, and I've always wanted to eat there since I was a kid. So that is just like a really romantic atmosphere if you want to eat there. It, they have lunch between 11:30 a.m. and 3:55 p.m., and the prices kind of vary. The appetizers can be between twelve and fourteen dollars. Entrees are twenty nine to forty eight. Desserts about nine dollars. And then if you bring children nine to thirteen dollars and then dinner is very similar they have dinner from four to nine p.m and appetizers are about the same the entrees are a little more expensive at this time they go from thirty to fifty two dollars uh and then again desserts and the kids is around the same price as it is for lunch but in this restaurant you will pretty much surround yourself with the essence of new orleans and there are beautiful overhead string lanterns And there's just, like, a beautiful glow. And around the darkness, there are little crickets chirping and frogs croaking and fireflies winking, which give a really great ambiance. When you eat there, you'll get to feast on Louisiana-inspired food. And it puts you in a bayou-type of state of mind. And you can begin your meal with a salad or a cup of gumbo, which is really fun. And you can choose from a selection of entrees, which would include bone-in ribeye steak, roasted chicken, a surf and turf combo. They also have those Monte Cristo sandwiches, which is really fun. Um, Have you ever eaten at the Blue Bayou, Carolyn?
1: I have eaten at the Blue, Blue, Blue Bayou. I think I went for lunch when I went, and I personally didn't love it for the price. Yeah. I thought it was a little overpriced for the food. I thought the food was just okay, um, but this was several years ago, and I haven't been since, so I can't speak to what the food is like now, but yeah. I would be willing to go back and try it again, probably for dinner. I think I would rather prefer to do a dinner experience uh, with that. But Have you eaten there, Tiff?
0: Uh, yeah, I had a not good experience. It wasn't the Blue Bayou's fault. It was me because I've had so many issues with my health The I was so excited. We were going to Blue Bayou and that was actually the first day I got really, really sick and I had to leave like halfway through and I didn't get better ever since. And it wasn't because of the Blue Bayou. It was just like my body was not functioning well but I just have really bad memories of it now and I don't really want to go back just because I'm like, having flashbacks but I think Aww. it is I know and it's just completely me like no one else would have this experience it's just like what ap- happened to me but um I don't know the food seemed okay we did get a glow cube and I was really sad because I left it there and I was really bummed Um but I don't know I feel like you could go to what's it called? The other place that's right next to that. Um oh the uh
1: Cafe New Orleans?
0: Yes. I feel like you could no no. Yeah that's the one you have the one you still have to have a reservation for. Isn't Cafe New yeah. Orleans
1: the yeah. buffet one? It's not a buffet but it it's, it's not Cafe buffet, but
0: like the counter thing. No, that's um that's the French market. Oh, it's, you're right. Okay, yeah. It's I right across from like to Cafe Orleans and kind of get the same food. Yeah, and spend a little bit less. I mean, yeah.
1: I I do I love the atmosphere of the Blue Bayou. I think it is absolutely it's just such a magical place to eat. Yeah.
0: Um
1: like in terms of the ambiance the ambiance is absolutely wonderful. Um I do wish you could order alcoholic beverages here because I feel like that would be a nice compliment to the meal. But since uh, yeah. it's in Disneyland, you can't. So no alcoholic beverages at the Blue Bayou. I think if I was going to go back, I like I said, I'd want to go back for dinner and make it more of like a kind of three course affair. Like, because I'm looking at the menu, the Sisu hash puppies look great. I would probably get something that wasn't fish. I think that might've been my mistake in ordering the first time because I, I got fish, which it's nothing wrong with fish. It's just a little bit harder. And I feel like places like this, their specialty might be things like the lamb or the surf and turf um, or like the jambalaya where it is more like New Orleans type food, which I think I got salmon, which in itself is like pretty hard to mess up, but it, you really have to make it like fancy for it to kind of stand out. And I think that might've been um, my downfall. um But, Yeah, I think I would like to go back and try it again. And I think Tiff and I might be doing a little, like, go to every restaurant at Disney next year and tell you what we think. So maybe we'll end up at the Blue Bayou and have a better experience there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, like, was looking at the menu a little bit. I feel like the Monte Cristo was the thing that I was planning to get. But that is definitely Mm -hmm. one of the things that you want to share because it's so big. And you can't really take it home with you. So that would – I would want to share that. I looked on an allergy menu and I didn't really see anything that was both gluten and dairy free. I saw like one or the other, mm. uh, but I don't know. I would need to go look into it a little bit more because I think I've seen a gluten-free Monte Cristo, which could be good. So,
1: yeah. But if you just want to have a Monte Cristo, you can actually get it at uh, the cafe in New Orleans. They have that exactly. as well and it's yeah. very good and they might actually have one. So, we're we're definitely going to probably be doing this thing where we go to all the restaurants because there's lots of places neither of us have eaten because we always go to our favorites. So that's a challenge for the 2020. Um, (laughs) So many fun things to do. But uh, our next one is uh, in DCA, you can go to the Carthay Circle Restaurant. Now the Carthay Circle Restaurant also has a lounge, uh, which we're not going to talk about the lounge in this because that's Uh, pretty much open all day and i don't consider that fine dining you can just go hang out there anytime get a drink do whatever so this restaurant is located on buena vista street in california adventure and for all of these reservations are recommended um you, you can sometimes walk up and get a seat but that is often rare so book your reservations in advance and especially for some of the restaurants we're going to talk to talk about in the hotels you definitely want to make reservations um so carthay is very similar they have a lunch period and then a dinner period so their lunch hour runs from 11:30 a.m until 2:50 p.m so it's a smaller window than blue bayou and there the prices on things range so you can get appetizers for 14 to 18 dollars entrees from 24 to 40 Desserts range from $5 to $14. If you have kids, the kids' menu is 9 to 15 And then your beverages range anywhere from like $3 to $20 for alcoholic beverages for lunch. And then the dinner period is 5 p.m. until 8.30. So again, a smaller dinner window is there and prices uh the appetizers are about the same as the lunch prices dinner entrees are going to be more expensive they're 34 to 65 dollars. you can also order additional sides for ten dollars and then the desserts kids and beverages is all the same as dinner and a little bit about carfay so the Carthay sort restaurant occupies the second floor of a detailed reproduction of the iconic Carthay Circle Theater. Now, the original Carthay Theater is where um, they premiered Snow White and the Seventh Door, as well as the symphonic Fantasus Fantas- sound that was installed in the theater for the premiere of Fantasia. So this theater played a huge part in Walt's life. So then when they were doing the California Adventure um, update, with um, I can't remember what year that was, they decided to replicate this. So the restaurant's decor reflects the romance and glamour of Hollywood's golden age and includes so many references to the accomplishments that Walt and his original animators did. And while you're there, you can feast on the eclectic Southern California flair from the chef, uh, Andrew South Sutton, and the chef de cuisine, Alex Flores. And the starters there include small plates, which gets you ready for your wonderful meal. Uh, you can have things like poultry, fish, beef, and uh vegetable-focused offerings, um, and all of these come with like a Southern California flair. And then for dessert, they have all these great indulgent desserts and wonderful drinks you can order. We really love their drink menu there. And because the Carthay Circle restaurant menu is inspired by the finest fresh ingredients, the dishes change uh, very frequently throughout the year to uh, accommodate what is in season and what is fresh, which I absolutely love. So depending on what season you go in, you could be getting completely different uh, food depending on the time of year. Have you ever ever eaten at Carthay?
0: Yeah. I was just going to say we've both eaten there, but at different times. Um, I enjoyed it. I went before I got sick, so I don't know about their allergy menu. But when I did eat there, I thought it was, I mean, it's expensive. It's fine dining. I think what I ordered, I probably could have ordered better because I ordered ravioli. And then I started pricing out the price of each piece of that ravioli because I only got four pieces of ravioli. <laughs> so it was like, oh, I don't know. I probably could have just like got something that would have made it more worth my while, I think. But I remember the dessert being really delicious. We went for Valentine's Day, and it was really funny because we went, and we stayed, I guess the park closed early for whatever reason, like really early, and we got out of there after the park closed, and like they closed at like 8 or something, and we left at like 8.30, and the whole time they were like, what are you doing in here? You need to get out. I'm like, we were eating in Carthage, but um, um, I was like, I'm sorry, we're having a fine dining experience. <laughs> but um, it was cool. Like, it was something that I I wouldn't do all the time. But if you want to treat yourself, I think it's really fun. And the atmosphere is really unique. So I like that.
1: Yeah. The atmosphere at Carthay is wonderful. I've eaten there several times. Um, their signature fried biscuits are to die for. Um, I have had some wonderful dining experiences at Carthay, and I've had some not-so-wonderful dining experiences. Um, Again, their menu is seasonal, so right now it's a lot of things that are very holiday-themed. But uh, I would be careful when you go to Carthay with ordering the fish. There was one time, I do think it's still on the menu, I ordered their ceviche. Oh, it's actually not. It must have been a seasonal thing. Um, I ordered their ceviche. and. food poisoning um which is real fun then i know one of my other friends when they ordered i think a piece of salmon it was undercooked so i would probably not get fish if i go to cafe again mm-hmm. um Other times it's been great. The service is almost always amazing with any of these fine dining restaurants. You're obviously supposed to be getting top notch fine dining service, which is so much fun to experience. Um, But there was one time we went for my birthday. I make this place sound really bad. It's actually really great. But we did. in, In our defense, we had like 13 people, and it was it was a lot of people, and our server was not prepared for all of us to come and eat, and it was a a three hour ordeal of things being just messed up and not great. And then we got the bill and it was messed up. And then we tried to correct the bill and it was not great. I don't plan Carthay for that. It was just a very whole big messy situation. Um, But I would probably, I actually haven't eaten for their, for their fine dining in a while. So I'd love to go back. Um, I think I've always eaten there in like spring, maybe like winter, because I really like winter foods. And since it's seasonal, it, it is, Uh, fun things to try at different times of the year or maybe fall fall will probably be pretty fun too but like i'd like to go back again um just because it has been a long time and the ambiance of the restaurant is great and when you go upstairs it's just absolutely gorgeous and the details that they put into it um well they did a little
0: tour too so that's kind of cool did they do that for you guys
1: Yeah, so they like, we'll kind of walk you through and, like, tell you about things. And just, like, the history, and it's obviously not the Carthay Circle Theater, but that they went to such great lengths to, like, replicate it and include so many wonderful details from, like, Snow White and the old original animators, Um, especially in some of the rooms. You can just walk around and kind of, like, look at all of the photos on the wall and the things that they the details that they have different places so it is it is a wonderful option um i just don't go there as often because i have my favorite which we'll talk about in a minute
0: yeah yeah definitely um so the next one on our list is Steakhouse 55 this one is located in the disneyland hotel And reservations are recommended if you plan to eat here. A little bit about Steakhouse 55, Uh, they are named for the year that Disneyland opened, uh, 1955. So Steakhouse 55 takes you uh, into the era of decadence. So you will dine in a dimly lit, well-appointed space, which has dark wood furnishing, black and white photos of music and movies uh, around from all of the eras. Uh, You can have steak, and they have like premium beef and dry rub seasoned bone-in ribeye, which is one of their specialties. There are other entree choices, which include a 14-ounce New York strip steak, an 8-ounce filet mignon, cold water lobster tail, prime ribs, pan-roasted half chicken, and Moroccan spiced king salmon. You can also mix and match a la carte sides, such as loaded baked potatoes, sauteed green beans, truffle macaroni and cheese. And to complement, they, they can pair a glass of wine with it. So you have the opportunity to enter the wine cellar and taste a bunch of their vintage wines. So that is really cool. The prices range, again, you can have breakfast from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m and the prices for that go from 19 to 28 dollars if you get a benedict it'll be around 20 dollars. french toast 18 Steel cut out four dollars and then all carte items can be anywhere from two to ten dollars and then of course they have cocktails which typically go from 12 to 18.50 and then the kids menu as well which is nine to eleven dollars that you will spend and then they also have dinner from 5 p.m to 10 p.m so they have appetizers that you can choose from between $17 and $26. You can get soup and salad between $14 and 16 They have entrees, which are a little bit more expensive at dinner. Those range between $36 to $73. And you can get entree compliments from four to 10. They do have the chef's specialties and those go for a lot more. Those are between $42 and $138 and then the sides, which are 11 to 20, and dessert, which is 12 to 17, and then kids tend to range around the same from 10 to 17. They also have the lounge available from 4.30 to 10.30 p.m., which is not included in that list, so you can do any of those items. It sounds like a really good treat yourself meal. I've never eaten there before, but it's definitely one of those things that I would wanna try in the future. Have you eaten there before, Carolyn? I did. I ate there once for a friend's birthday
1: a couple of years ago, and it is—it's probably I would say it's my third, like number three on the list, like That's in number terms two. of places I would go. Carthay. Um. So bottom is Blue Bayou, then it's Steakhouse mm-hmm. Fifty Five, and Carthay. Um. And I think that's mainly because it's, it's just not, like, my vibe. Like, the food was absolutely amazing. I The ambiance is more cozy. And it feels like a more, like, intimate setting. It's very nice. It's wonderful. It's lovely. Our waitress was great. I had no, like, I liked, I remember liking the food, but I guess maybe it's not like it wasn't like mind-blowingly good and I think Steakhouse 55 if you are a steak person and you like steak like this is the place to go and get something like that chef's specialty that you like just really love 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 meat and like I enjoy meat meat is good I eat it um you know from time to time but I don't have anything like bad to say about it but it's not place I'm like rushing to get back to in terms of like fine dining i think mm-hmm. because maybe the price point is a little bit more and 138
0: next... like that's expensive i know that's like the top item but still
1: yeah yeah for sure and just in general i think the entrees are a little bit more um and it it feels more it's like a place that i feel like my like grandparents like might want to go like, that's the type. It feels more, like, older, more sophisticated. Whereas, like, Carthay still, I feel like, has, like, a lot of, like, young, youthful, like, feeling. Like, Shake 55 feels more refined. And I think oh, – it's so hard to put words to this. Because <laughs> it's not bad. It's just not, like, my vibe. It's not my – it's not me. And it doesn't resonate with my, my like, soul. So, I definitely recommend going if you are a steak, if you are a steak lover, my friend who absolutely loves steak and loves meat, loved it. Um, And I think the other thing I don't love about it is you order your steak and then you order your sides separately. And I get that's part of that kind of like steak dining experience, but it's just not my favorite way to like order food. Um, I like having kind of like nicely refined like dishes that have like your side with it that goes with the meat and the entree um but yeah it was it was great food i wouldn't tell anyone if they're like can i should i go to steakhouse 55 like yeah it's it's good food um but i just prefer the next one that we're going to talk about which is napa rose um a little bit better it's my absolute favorite um but what are your thoughts from looking at the menu tip and i also haven't done breakfast there so i don't know what their breakfast is like
0: Yeah, I mean, the breakfast seems like pretty basic and I don't know, like it just seems like steakhouse food. And if you're into steakhouse food, you're into a good steak, I feel like this would be right up your alley, especially if you like that. It does seem like more of a classic vibe place where like it's kind of old timey. So if that's your thing, then definitely try it. But yeah, I agree. Napa Rose. mm, Let's talk about that. (laughs) <laughs> so now
1: on to my favorite. It is, oh, I, just, I can't say enough things about the Grand Californian and Napa Rose. Everyone knows it's my favorite. So Napa Rose is the Grand Californian Hotel's fine dining restaurant. Um, they serve only dinner there, so you can only go from 5 to 9.30 p.m. Um, appetizers range from $18 to $25. Entrees, 38 to 58 Sides are 10 to 12 desserts for your little ones and kids' menus. They range between 6 and $15. They also do have a lounge available from 4.30 until 10 p.m., which you can go to. Um, I believe you can order food from the lounge, but it's mainly for drinks. Um, and a little bit about Napa Rose. So it is themed with the Grand Californians' Craftsman decor that's inspired by the natural beauty of the Golden State and provides just the absolute perfect backdrop for a relaxed yet refined evening. So from their main dining room, you can enjoy views of Disneyland California Adventure Park, uh, the chef's counter, and also the Napa Rose Lounge. It's absolutely amazing. And their uh, menu is also seasonal. So it is inspired by California's bounty of produce, meat, game, poultry, seafood, and farm fresh specialty ingredients. So at Napa Rose, you can also have the assistance of an expert sommelier that can recommend the perfect wine to go with whatever you pick from the menu. And we actually did this at our dining experience this past weekend, and it was the most amazing thing. I highly recommend it. Um, Chef Andrew Sutton, who also oversees Carrethay, um, continues to astound guests with his fresh and innovative cuisine that invites guests to interact with him and his chef at the chef's counter where you can order menu, order items from the regular menu, you can do a prefix menu or a tasting menu tailored to your preferences. So uh, we actually did, we'll talk about this in a second, the chef counter this past weekend. But just looking at the regular menu tip, what do you think? I mean, we obviously love the decor of Naparo's. We, I walk in there and I just die because it's, like, my favorite.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think if I – I don't know. Like, doing the chef's table was such a good experience for me to, like, get out of my comfort zone and try things because I think if I saw – Some of these things, like the word beef cheeks seems gross to me, but um, (laughs) no, but like these items seem like kind of like fancier things that I probably wouldn't order for myself if I saw them on a random menu, but just having them picked for me made me really, really love them. Um, But the menu just seems like really, I think more sophisticated and creative and yeah. It looks really good. Everything I had was amazing. We'll get to that, but yeah. Yeah, um,
1: yeah the regular menu looks so good. There's this, these scallops on it right now that just look amazing. And again, because it is um, inspired by the seasons and changes with the season, their menu is always changing. So it's such a great place to go and try something new. And I know for me personally, the Grand Californian, It is very warm and very homey, and it's very much, like, my aesthetic. Like, whereas Steakhouse 55 feels really kind of, like, stuffy, this feels very nice and relaxed but also refined. And I I love it so much. Um, And so we're going to get into some special offerings with these places have so the first one is we're going to talk about the princess breakfast adventures at napa rose this is actually something i have been dying to do so tiff and i we have to save some money and go next year Mm. because i really want to do this um reservations are required for this Uh, it happens every thursday through monday from 8 a.m to 12 p.m the price is a fixed price of 125 dollars and that doesn't include tax or gratuity and ap discounts do not apply to those so a little bit about the princess breakfast so at uh you go to napa rose where you're served a three-course breakfast uh while all the beautiful princesses um come and greet you so you can partake in story time with Belle, or learn how to be a fierce princess with mulan and before you are bid farewell you can have a princess portrait moment and receive a small keepsake so some of the things that you may get to experience while you're having breakfast here include a sunrise citrus and vanilla bun with raspberry glaze, assorted fruit and berries, uh, possibly a chia and granola parfait, ham and cheese sandwiches, lobster crostinis. And then for your main course, they have homemade mac and cheese, princess waffles, barbecue beef sliders. And then for kids, they have things like scrambled eggs turkey sausages, vegetables, and then also a rotating selection of meat for adults. You can take whatever meat is in season. And then your last course, which is dessert, includes a special selection of treats such as princess cake pops, petite raspberry tarts, seashell macarons, and sorbet, and possibly more. So this just seems like a really fun, cute dining experience, even if you don't have kids. I love the princesses, and I just think it would be so fun to go and have breakfast with all of them at the Grand
0: Californian. Yeah, definitely. I think that would be really fun, and it sounds like a more sophisticated character breakfast. There is Storyteller Cafe, uh, which is also in the Grand Californian, which is, I've always had great experiences with. I'm sure that this one is amazing, especially for what they're charging. It better be. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I'm still down to try it, but it sounds. It sounds really good. Like, it sounds like more than just Mickey waffles. So, yeah.
1: It's cool. From what I've seen, it looks really fun. And if you have little girls who just really want to be a princess and get to interact with the princesses, I think that is just, like, the perfect thing to do and take your daughter to that – is a character experience, but a little bit more refined character experience. And I think it's also really fun for adults because it is that Naparose flair. So you are getting a really beautifully presented meal that you can also appreciate while your kids are having fun and running around, you know, seeing the princesses.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so the next specialty thing that is offered is the classic afternoon tea at the Disneyland Hotel in Steakhouse 55. You do have to have a reservation for this. This is one of those things that I also really want to try because I love afternoon tea. And I just did my first tea this last week and I loved it. It wasn't there, but I need to do one here. Um, So this happens on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays from 12 to 3 PM in that little afternoon range. You can sip on loose leaf teas and herbal infusions while treating your taste buds to an assortment of really good, delightful morsels and treats and they have different ones for other themes and special occasions and seasons. The menu includes traditional scones, tea sandwiches, desserts and a ton more than that. Um, They also have wines by the glass, ports and uh, cordials are also available for an additional charge. For just the regular classic tea which comes with scones, sandwiches, desserts And obviously your tea, that's going to be $55 plus tax and gratuities. If you want to do the premium tea, that is going to include sparkling wine, traditional scones, salad, tea sandwiches, desserts, a farewell truffle, and then obviously your tea as well. That is going to go at $70 plus tax and gratuities. And then they also offer the kids tea which it sounds like is just the basic classic tea as well, but you'll pay a little less for a child, which is um, ages three and up, and that's going to be $35 plus tax and gratuities as well. So it sounds like a lot of fun. I think that's one of those things that I want to try one time during a special season because I know that they do different things for like christmas and halloween and stuff like that so i think that would be fun to try one time i don't know that that's going to be like my regular hangout spot but it sounds like fun
1: yeah uh we did this a few years ago when it was pixar fest and it's so cute because they do theme everything in the team menu to whatever their theme is so right now they'd be doing a christmas theme i know for halloween it was a haunted mansion theme so to you pick whatever season you want to do, and we'll go, because it is really, really fun. Um, it's a very nice. do something nice...
0: for Christmas? Because I think I want to do it next
1: Christmas. Next Christmas? I'm sure they do something for Christmas. We'll do it next Christmas. Yeah. It's set, um, and we'll tell you guys all about it. So it is really – it's very cute. It's very fun. I do think it uh, – we did the premium tea, which includes the wine, and then those couple other things, like the salad, which I think is just a nice – uh I prefer the premium tea because I like having all those little, like, extra things. It just makes it really, really sweet and really cute. Um, And they also theme the decor to whatever the tea is. And it's just a nice, like, afternoon thing to do with your girlfriends for a a special something, like if it's for a birthday or just you want to do something a little nicer for just because for every once a year, you know, your girl's day out. So I highly recommend doing it at least once um it's been a couple years and you want to go next christmas we'll go next christmas uh which will be great because i've never done it uh any other time than Our fest
0: yeah that will be really fun or maybe for my birthday that would be fun it depends on what they're doing with the themes.
1: and i think yeah yeah i think wait to see like what the theme is around your birthday and then if you don't love the theme wait for christmas yeah. um because they definitely keep doing super cute themes um Every year. It's just, it's the best thing. And then the last thing we're going to talk about is the chef's counter at Napa Rose, which is my absolute favorite. This is what I, it's my choice. I do this every year for my birthday. Um, reservations for this are required. And oh, I reckon,
0: question. How yeah. really do you recommend getting a reservation? I just got asked this this week and I don't know how early you did that.
1: <laughs> I was just about to tell you. You get me Okay oh, <laughs> So you can make reservations up to 60 days before you want to go. So Mm -hmm. for my birthday on, we did it on 8th. I originally wanted to do it on the 7th, but they had Napa Roses booked out for an event. So I literally called on October 8th uh, or October 7th and was like, I want to make a reservation. And I had to call back like three times because you always get their voicemail um so i recommend calling as close to that 60 day mark as you can i don't really know how early they book up but to make sure you get a slot because they only do two seatings for each dinner like sitting so they do one seating at 5 p.m which is the one we did and they do a second seating at 8 p.m um, i've only ever done the 5 p.m i think next year i might want to try the eight you'll get out super late but the, towards the end of our meal we did kind of have to like be like okay we got to go because the second seat second seating is coming um and so basically with this you are seated in a row facing the Napa Rose Show Kitchen which is full of chefs food buyer and more so we were by the dessert station this year so we got to see them making all of the desserts And it's really, really fun because you have all these opportunities to talk to the chef as they're making food. So you can ask them questions like, what is that? What are you doing? What are you making? It is so much fun to chat one-on-one while they're like creating stuff. And it's also such a wonderful environment because they come up to you like as you're having each course and they're like, what did you think? Did you like it? Um, You can ask as many questions as you want. We also have the opportunity to do a wine pairing, so you can choose to have wines paired with each course, which is it's five courses. So you start with basically um, a, a mousse bouche, which is like a little palate taster, a little thing to get you ready for what's coming. So then you have your first course, which is sometimes a salad, sometimes it's a meat. This year I got a fish course. Then you get your second course, which, again, it's sometimes a salad, soup, meat. It can pretty much be anything. Then you have a third course, your entree course, and then your dessert course. So five courses in total. So if you get the wine pairing, you get five different wines to try, one with each course. Um And the cost for this, it is a fixed price of $100 tax and gratuity not included. And if you're interested in the wine pairing, that's an additional $55. So it's basically to do both, it's $155 comes to like 200 with like tax and tip, which honestly, for this type of meal is something I would pay time and time again, it is so wonderful and they're so accommodating with allergy types and one of the other really cool things is everyone in your party gets something different so they can tailor it like if you were able to say i'm gluten and dairy free like i have these allergies and they completely tailored your menu and what you got to those allergies and you can say i don't care give me the weirdest thing you have in the kitchen and they will probably give you the weirdest thing they have in the kitchen it's the best thing ever Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I agree. And the nice thing for me was that, like you mentioned, I have a lot of annoying allergies. And they were so gracious about it. I didn't feel like a weirdo. Every time I go to quick service or anything like that, they always make a point to tell you, okay, your food's going to take a lot longer than everyone else. And it just kind of makes you feel like, oh, dang, sorry. But I didn't feel bad at all. Like they didn't even say, oh, who's the gluten-free girl? Like they just sat my food in front of me. And I trusted that that was, it was good and it tasted fine. Like it didn't taste like it had anything bad in it. And I just, I wasn't really worried because I I trusted that they knew what they were doing. The service was so great. And yeah, it was super friendly for that. And if you don't like something, like I know if I ever took my husband back, he would be saying, I don't want fish and they would be great about catering to that.
1: Yeah, and it's really fun because you don't actually know what you're going to get when you sit down. So they just basically put it in front of you, and they're like, well, this is a, I think the one fish I got was like an Ono fish. And I kept saying, it's an Ono fish noise. It's a what?
0: <laughs> like,
1: so you really have no idea what you're going to get. And, like, each course is a surprise, and it's new, and Sometimes it's like Tiff was saying with the regular menu, it can be kind of overwhelming to look at a menu and be like, I don't really know what this is. I don't know if I'm going to like it. Like, And you might get something you don't love when you're doing this, but I've done this for the past three years, and I've never gotten a dish that I'm like, I don't like that. Take it back. I hated it. I have loved every single one, and it has given me the opportunity to try things that I might not try. Like last year, I had oysters, and so this year it's like, I don't really want oysters. You can not put them on my plate just because I don't love them. And I think the one year I got duck and it was like, I was like, okay, this is like fine, but I don't think I want this again. <laughs> That's so That's what happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you're able to try things, but then it's like, you know, for next time to be like, oh, I have this. And it's like, oh, I got this last time, but I didn't really love it. And I think one thing that they do probably do is I think they do kind of keep track of what you had the last time. And so I have never gotten a repeat dish, and I always go the same time of year. And it's always different seasonal food, which I think is one of the things I just love so, so much.
0: Yeah. And I, like you were saying, they definitely – just like kind of give you whatever they want. And that was really cool because I got to try, I never had a scallop before. I never had a yellowtail before. And if I saw that on the menu, I'd probably say, uh eh, no thanks. But I loved it. It was so good. I've never had filet mignon. And that was the best meal of my entire life. I never had duck and I didn't love the duck, but it was definitely nice to be able to like try it. There wasn't anything that I thought was gross. It was just like, I probably wouldn't order the duck again, but it was still pretty good um there was nothing that was bad not like yeah that.
1: and and the portions like they're not massive portions so even if you're not a huge fan of something you don't feel like you have this massive entree in front of you that you hate like the biggest course is definitely your main entree course like I'm just kind of looking at the photos now and like I said the Amouge, um bouche, which is something to start the meal off with it was kind of like it was some sort of puree or soup. I don't remember if they actually told us. Um, I think you might've gotten like a spring roll. Cause yeah. it, I feel like it had like butter and dairy in it, what they yeah. gave us, but it was really good. And then my first course was a fish course, which had like a mussel in it, which essentially was cooked. <laughs> I was <almost laughs> like, Oh, I said, no, I said no salads. I and, like I said, no oysters, but I didn't say no mussels. <laughs> but that's one of those things. that's like, I tried it and it was very good. And my fish was very yummy and it had like, peas and some like um I'm looking at them right now grapes that's what that is called um grapes in it which are things that you might not think would like pair well together but actually really did and then I had like an asparagus course with like a really nice like brioche toast and like a puree on the bottom which is really good and then I'm looking I think it's like a beef cheek with a dumpling it was it really tasted like french onion soup it was so good from my the word course. beef
0: cheek is gross to me but whatever you ate looked amazing <laughs> i don't
1: think it was it was some sort of beef i don't think it was a beef oh. cheek but it was
0: it was so like melting in
1: your mouth good and it was in like an oniony like french onion like type broth which was just amazing and then between after you have your third course they give you a palate cleanser before your entree which was amazing it was like a little raspberry and rosemary sorbet which was delightful And then I got a filet, which I've always, I'm not usually a huge steak fan, but their meat is always cooked perfectly. Our friend Mm -hmm. Steph got venison, which she let me have a bite of, which was so freaking good. And then for dessert, I got a little like cookie tray. I got some cookies and then their hot chocolate, which is what they're like known for this time of year. So it was really just such a good, good meal. And I don't know if you want to do a quick rundown of what you got, if you can remember. Yeah.
0: So I definitely, I had a spring roll to start and then I got the scallop, uh, which was amazing. I never, and it came on a bed of cauliflower. I had never had a scallop before and I loved it. Uh, I also had a like seared yellowtail, which came with a uh, jalapeno glaze on it and avocado. And it was the perfect amount of spicy. And I am such a baby when it comes to spice, but this is delicious. And I, we had, we all had the raspberry, rosemary, sorbet. I also had, oh my gosh, filet mignon, which I never had in my life. And it came with like a pineapple. It wasn't pico de gallo. It was like a pineapple, like chunks on top and sweet potatoes. And oh my gosh, I think that was the best thing I've ever eaten in my life. I also got duck, which wasn't my favorite, But it was kind of a smaller portion anyway, so it wasn't, like, the end of the world. Like, it was good, but like I said, I wouldn't really pick that out of a line of things. And then also for dessert, I got a chocolate cake with – had this, like, mousse filling in it, and then it had a blood orange sorbet on the side, and then it had these beautiful, like, orangey swirls and blood orange pieces on the side, and – it was beautiful to say the least and it tasted really good and it was gluten and dairy free, all of it. It was so good. So good.
1: Yeah. And that's the other thing where your plate, your plates are always presented just so beautifully. Like you don't want to like mess them up. It's-
0: yeah. And we saw, <laughs> um we had like a good experience with the, the waiters and we saw like some famous people in there. That <laughs> <It> was fun.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And the service
1: is, just top notch at Napa Rose. I yeah. love their service, and yes, we saw the former president of Disneyland. He came and said happy birthday to us, which was really wonderful. It was really nice. And then, Tiff, do you want to share your story about who you saw at Napa yeah, Rose? To close episode? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
0: to close yeah, out we the did, episode, <laughs> we did also see Tommy Lasorda. But um yeah, I have a huge ginormous crush on Lyndon Miranda and before we went in we saw him and I did not contain myself but it's fine but yeah that kind of made my that just like the whole night was fantastic
1: (laughs) yeah it was it was really just a perfect night but yeah yeah, we recommend Napa Rose to anyone my absolute favorite and you should go for for your next really really special thing
0: yes yeah I I like initially had reservations about like, is this really going to be that great of a meal? Like, this is a lot of money to spend on one meal, but like, I would do it over again and again and again if I had the money. (laughs) (laughs) If we had a money tree, we would go to Map
1: Rose every weekend.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was great. Yeah. Well, I think that just about sums up all of our fine dining and all of our experiences that we've had so far. Hopefully, We'll make it out to you a couple more this year if we don't get to all of them. And uh, definitely, we'll share our experiences with you all. So stay up with us on Instagram, and we will see you all next week for some more news and more fun Disney topics.
1: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Disney Download. If
0: you want to stay up to date on all of the park happenings, be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Diz Download and subscribe to The Disney Download on iTunes or Spotify. And if you loved this week of The Disney Download, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify. We hope you have a magical day, and we'll see you next week for another episode of The Disney Download.